Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Um, right, okay. Uh, Fraser, hello Fraser. Hello. And Paul, hello Paul. Hello. And Simon, hello Simon. Hello. And I'm Liam. Right, let's uh, let's just be happy. We just beat Ipswich. Yay. Uh, it, yeah, like the reason it feels like <clears throat> we haven't said that since the 90s is, <laughs> um, yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't play them often. Um, lovely, lovely day out at the, uh, a nice big ground and a team that I'm sure we can all remember doing really well. Um, quite a history there. Um, uh, and we beat them. Absolutely uh, fantastic. I do have, um, I don't know, a few a few questions. At the end of the game, uh, there was a stat that we only had one shot on target and they didn't have any. Um, but in the highlights, you can see we've had three. And the updated stats say we had three and they had two. I don't know where their two were. They seem to have a lot of possession, but not get that shot away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is quite funny with their post-match um interviews um seem to think that they they were running away with it and we were lucky to to come out with anything but i don't recall eastwood making a save did he, he yeah. there was a one he tipped over the bar from a header in right the, okay in the, in the second half which which the i follow commentator sort of described as a worldie it was a good good save no doubt but i, I think it was probably going to hit the bar but yeah yeah the I follow commentator after the um, Wimbledon game said that we play in red and, uh, in yellow and black, um, and that um, Holland was on loan from Feyenoord. So yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think they do all that research, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, Feyenoord's in Holland, though, isn't it? Yeah. Lambert said that they <laughs> should have. Lambert said that they should have been two or three nil up at half time as well, which is very impressive considering they only got two on target all match. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they had they had a that, it was a header at the back post from a corner they really should have scored. Yeah, um, they've got to yeah. put that on target. Yeah, I mean yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? It was yeah, it was off target. They, I, I, I was sure that he was going to score that because you could. It was one of those you could see him sort of in slow motion. You were thinking, oh god, he's wide open. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the first half certainly they they controlled the play, but. Like you say, they I didn't really think they had much on target, and um, you know we we had a little bit of it as well. But I, I don't want to steal your thunder, Lee. I'm sure you're going to get to this, but what a goal! <laughs> oh yeah, fantastic. Was it? I mean, it also can't... I think it sort sort of summarises both teams' form over the last month or so, where we've both had sort of half decent results here and there, and 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 some poor results, and we we're kind of. Neither side is, is 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 doing as well as both teams were sort of two three months ago, sort of through November and December. We both played sort of pretty good stuff and scored lots of goals, and it we both have gone off the boil, and it seemed a bit like that through the whole game yesterday. Ne- neither team were outstanding. It was it was a bit nail biting towards the end, but then we had chances at the end as well. So yeah, it's a it was a strange old game. Yeah. Um, but the goal it, it was a bit weird as well because it was brilliant play from Oxford, but you do have to question what their defence were doing. You can't yeah. Be, yeah. end up in that shape. <laughs> I, I, well, the the 
podcast Twitter account very correctly pointed out <laughs> that the um, the right back just gets absolutely drawn in to Brannigan's run and then doesn't recover as soon as that ball goes out to Taylor you can you can that it's just a clump their back four is a clump and if Taylor somehow misses that ball Holland's right behind him there you know there are two players there full of confidence left wide open. And it, weirdly, Lambert didn't mention that after the game. That was strange. Um, however, one of their fans did point out on Twitter that Dickie was rolling around all the time, including when he got stamped on. How dare by... he roll around when he's been stamped on? Yeah, by the um, the guy from down the A420 whose who's birthday it was. <laughs> Amazing. Um uh, yeah, I think I think the birthday card gag was <laughs> was done yesterday a fair few times. But um, yeah, it, I mean, they weren't getting back into that anyway. Um, and I, I just think it's one of those games we've seen Oxford do this a few times where they could have been playing till right now and still wouldn't have scored. They just weren't. They just didn't have it in that final position. Yeah, um, it, yeah it was just one of those games for them, I, I think. Know. Ipswich fans in in general, um, they they do have a little bit of an, uh, of the Sunderland about them, as if they feel like they shouldn't be in League One. And uh, there was a conversation I overheard when walking out the ground when we were coming up the street. It was the actual Portman Road, um, and <laughs> two fans were talking to each other. And one sort of said to the other, "We should be beating you know crap like this." And then the other guy returned. Well, they are. They were two places and four points behind us. They're not exactly. <laughs> they're not exactly out of our league. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they do. They did have a. I mean, you know, on the the flip side of that is it's a. It, you can feel the history when you go to a place like that. You really. It's a real sort of football uh, arena, if you like. It was. Um, yeah, it was really. It was really good to to sort of see it. But yeah, they definitely have the the Sunderland about them ever so slightly. I felt. Yeah, I think I said I said on the last pod in terms of going to a ground like that, I think going to Sunderland, going to Newcastle, going to, you know, Middlesbrough as a few years ago, we've hardly got any of the same players now. But, you know, going to those bigger grounds more recently, going to Rangers pre-season is all good prep for going to a, a place like like Ipswich. Um, because then all of a sudden you're, yeah, we, oh, we've played in stadiums like this. It's about two teams that are both League One. And the fact that some of their fans feel that they shouldn't be in League One really works in our favour because, you know, they take things like lightly and therefore, you know, is it four wins for them in 22? Mm. It's uh, it's not a good run of form. And it, it sort of shows how far ahead they were when you look at the fact <laughs> yeah. they're not they're not out of it having and having gone on that run. Um uh, uh, yeah, I I think uh, something that needs to be talked about in this is is the game management. Um, you, you've got a very experienced manager um, in in Lambert against uh, another very experienced manager, but hasn't got you know Lambert's got Premier League experience, so he's it's quite a big name. But Robinson managed that game perfectly. Mm. Uh, like uh, we've said it several times when the subs were made who the subs were as soon as you know all oh, Taylor's flagging a bit now right I'd bring on um, I'd bring on Adji because he's got the pace no he brings on Taylor uh, he brings on Mackie and it's the right right person to yeah. bring on um, yeah I just thought he, he managed the game yeah. absolutely and, brilliantly 
Yeah, and and then on the on the other side of that, talking about Lambert, I I felt that, I mean, not that I cared, I was welcoming it, but I felt that he um their their lack of making any sub, it was it just looked crazy. It is it took them ages to make any sort of substitution, and they looked a bit tired, and but it was almost it came across like he was sort of suggesting, well, my way is the right way, and I'll prove that, and we don't need subs yet, and. Yeah, well, sucks to be you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and then Booze at, at full time, and then he, according to Radio Oxford, admittedly, so, y- y- you know, I, 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 I wasn't there to see this, but went over to the Ipswich fans and went uh, to applaud them, and when the booing carried on, sort of shelled his ear <laughs> to like you what it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the thing to do mate <laughs> when you've no. just uh, yeah uh and then natives are certainly restless yes yeah absolutely um it 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 seemed it it's sort of the reverse of being out of his depth maybe um he doesn't know how to manage league one yeah. you know maybe it's a bit of that um i felt he sort of cut his teeth with wickham wonder isn't he you think he would? He would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You, you never know. You never know. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Well. Very well managed by Carl Robinson. Um. The other sort of standout people. Henry setting up Taylor. I mean, yeah. I can't see it enough. Yeah. It was. Uh, oh, it was just wonderful. Um. Yeah. I. It was just the, the club have started to put together <laughs> sort of compilations of them now. Um. It. It's one very good player who scores a lot, but his assists are insane, um, especially when you've got a player who's always in the right position in Taylor. Um, and, you know, it, the the whole point is with yesterday's game, it, oh, Oxford only had one chance. We didn't. We did have more than, than one, but we only needed one because yeah. it was an excellent player assisting an excellent player. And, and that's ignoring Brannigan, who his part of it was obviously exceptional as well. Um, because he drew the defender away, and ah, oh, it was just such a good goal. Um, and uh, and those two are are fantastic, and I love them both, probably equally. Um, <laughs> uh, also, um, in terms of recent developments in the squad, um, Ford at right back, um, oh, it, he set up Taylor for uh, Taylor. It, the the keeper came out and and stopped mm. it straight away but there was a long ball that he put in and i think where we sort of short pass throughout the game you can do the occasional long ball and it seems to catch people out um what a pass that was yeah it it's not playing long ball when when it's a pass to the that's played to it it's not just lumped aimlessly forward like some clubs will do it it was a you could see for taking his time you know he had time to pick the pass you could see what he was going to do and it, it's it's the kind of it, that's what he will bring above what um sam long can do you know obviously sam defends really well but you there's no way you'd imagine him playing that sort of pass but the, the, when you've you've got players on the pitch now with people like ford and Brannigan and and um henry and and dead ball players and, and really good ball players like that the like you know matty taylor mate will make runs now knowing that he's somebody's going to find him with a pass yeah um or at least that could happen so he'll draw defenders away yeah um and with players like ford and henry and um you know the the list will go on even you know dicky we talked about this last mm. season can pick out a long ball um or can dribble it dribble it forward into space if 
the defender's been pulled away. Um, it, it, there was a, a Twitter conversation. It was really interesting because for some reason, Twitter kind of... It, it, there were lots of Oxford fans falling out with each other yesterday. Um, but <laughs> one of them, of one of them was, um, oh, you know, it's no wonder we started winning because Long's off and he's 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 useless. And it's because Ford's come back in and someone else has sort of said, well, hang on. We had Taylor, Brannigan and Henry all out. Um, and then, you know, you, you look at the skeleton of the team and having Dickie, Gorin, Brannigan, Henry and... Taylor I mean that's when they're on song when they're fully fit what you know how do you how do you combat that they're all insanely good at this level yeah. um, and it's that and, spine of the team you know all great sides were were you you know your centre halves your midfield your up front and your goalkeeper or you know all being consistently good injury free you know and that that for a lot of the the top clubs, it was always the the first few names on the team sheet, and then you'd add around it. And and you're right, having those players back has made such a difference. Yeah, mm. uh, it's it's really really awesome to watch them. And then you've got players like how good has Mark Sykes been? You know, he's he's not used to the amount of football, so you know, still can't play every game. But he's been so good, and he's on the bench, and we can bring him on. Uh, what what a time! <laughs> and yeah. this is in our incredibly busy February having when, nine games oh, yeah. when you've just beaten Ipswich away is it really your first thought to start saying who, who why we're now that we're better off without him in the team and this and oh come on with that That's, is that the first thing you're going to come up with the first opinion the sort of person who you go on holiday with and on the first day they say <laughs> this time next week we'll be coming home oh with that, <laughs> that? we don't want to think about that <laughs> especially I think we we all looked at all bit three big home games coming up being Wimbledon, Accrington and then Southend. They're three big home games. Oh, in the middle of that, you're playing Ipswich away. Oh, <laughs> so to so to come out with the win, uh, I don't know. It was all a bit strange and and kind of on that note, um, Robinson was a bit odd in his post match interview. Uh, we all heard it first of all. I actually haven't, but I've heard people talking about it. Something to do with Blackpool is what I heard. Yeah, he's been he's fourth in the odds to take over at Blackpool. He's been in, linked to them by betting uh, companies, and and basically what happened was Radio Oxford said, "Oh, you've been linked to Blackpool because of the odds," and he went, "Oh, well, we've got to be ambitious, haven't we?" Uh, it, which is a really odd response, anyway. It doesn't really make sense. What does and that then, say? What does that mean? Uh, I don't. I genuinely don't know. But then uh, they said, are, "Are you telling people, you know, don't." don't put any money on it. And he said, well, I can't bet anyway. So, you know, uh, I, I'll just save my money. I just sort of it. deferred it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which Jerome Jerome sort of took as um, don't take me for granted to the board. Um, oh, right. I, I, I don't know what to think, really. I think there are loads of ways you could take it. But loads of people thought, well, Jerome must be right. And he's saying that the board, are, uh, you know, taking advantage of him and to stop it. But this is what four days after he said he's never been so happy or settled yeah. in a job so I, I i don't know it seems really odd um and of course the speculation which then led me to think if you listen to his interview it's all about oxford have just beaten ipswich wow who'd have thought that would happen oxford have just beaten ipswich away everything was deflecting away from the game and from the players um and maybe that was his 
thought of it. Oh, if I just, you know, spout some words, <laughs> yeah. which very Robinson thing to do, you know, it takes all of the focus off of the players, which mm. you see managers do every so often. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was left feeling, you know, absolutely no stress about, oh, hang on, maybe he's getting itchy feet or anything. But some fans seem to. Um, <clears throat> and he's always talked about how happy he is with his family being settled where they are. You know, he can go home at night. It's And you kind of get the feeling that the, he, he, if he went to Blackpool, which I genuinely hope he doesn't and I don't think he will, yeah. that, that it's going to mean upheaval for his family, which... He, you know, he he made a, a real point earlier in the season of talking about how happy they were and how his home life was great, you know. And you just think it would would be an odd move for him, having said all that. You, could, it doesn't really add up for him to go. Of course, the other side of that is if you go, oh, I'm really happy in this job. I love it. I absolutely love this job. It's brilliant. Um, also, my family is settled. I've no, do you know, life has never been better. At some point, it's possible for the board to go. Well, if you like it that much, how about a pay cut? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got to have that side of it as well, I guess. You know, um, like, you know, like when players or managers say, you know, I love the game, I'd play for free. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and I wouldn't expect it, you to. But no, <laughs> George Thorne does. Well, yeah, fair point. Fair yeah, point. yeah. I mean, I don't know what the situation is there, but I'm happy that that is the situation there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seemed like not much. And then after, so Jerome sort of said, "Oh, I reckon he's saying don't take advantage of me to the board." After that, lots of people phoned in and said, "Oh, well, you know, he's he's just said <clears> that you know the board should stop taking advantage of him." Which wasn't yeah, a quote. That was yeah. what Jerome thought. But also, Jerome ended the program by going. I don't think there's anything in it. I, like, I, I'm really not worried. Uh, I'm not fussed it. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he, he maybe sort of said something he didn't think would imply what it could imply. Um, but it'll be interesting because at some point, Robinson's going to have to explain that because <laughs> we don't know what he meant. <laughs> so yeah. Jerome is doing the Donald Trump thing of saying, people are saying, and then yeah. say something that nobody's actually saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just something he wants to put out there to cause everybody yeah. to get wound up by stuff do you know what he could go full trump if he now makes it all go away because he could do that thing trump does where he starts something <laughs> yeah and then says i've fixed that now yeah but yeah. donald you started it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah something that nev- was never actually happening yeah <laughs> yeah I, like i sort of hope he does i can imagine robinson doing that and i am in no way saying he's donald trump but i can imagine him doing it by accident yeah yeah um yeah, so uh, all very happy with the win anyway. None of us went 1-0, but I think 1-0 um, is kind of... Um, it sort of shows how well we managed the game. Um, you, you look at how frustrated they were at the end, chucking Mackie about, and I'm sure Mackie didn't say anything to wind anyone up. No, well, why would he do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. Clean. Um, well, do you know what? There was a mo- Right at the end of the game, we took the ball right into the corner flag, uh, just mm. in front of our fans. And I actually thought the ref got it spot on. And I'm not just saying because he gave everything to us. <laughs> but, um, they, 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 we were holding the ball in the corner like every team ever does. And they were just sort of firing into the back of... I think it was Adji was holding yeah. the ball, firing into the back of his legs. And the ref kept giving us free kicks. And Ipswich fans were... Oh, my God, they were seething about it. But you were sitting there and thinking, 
honestly, I'm not just saying this as an Oxford fan, but that every decision he's made is right there. You're just yeah. There's nothing wrong with holding the ball. Mm. I guess it's frustrating, but you are fouling him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as as Robinson said on the Ifolo interview, if we do that, it's dirty. And if other teams do it, it's good game management. Mm. Yeah. It, it, you can't have it both ways. And it is so frustrating. How many times have we seen it up at the Kassam? And yeah. like, not just in League One, in League Two, in the conference, teams somehow are in the lead. I'm not saying that, yet, like yesterday, I, I feel that 1-0 is, is, you know, fair enough because I think we managed the game so well. But in those last few minutes when you won up, to play that way... It's so frustrating to watch, but we've seen it time and time again, and it's fantastic to see our team having the yeah. the sort of knowledge to do that. Um, and it's not like we play that every week. We've normally got you know sixty percent possession and um, play good passing football up until the final whistle. But to be in that sort of game when you need to do it and do it, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. And I think we needed that. It was a bit frustrating for me personally, who spent my evening with my in-laws and any regular listeners will know. My father-in-law is a Wickham Wanderers season ticket holder who told me about, oh, I've seen the stats in your game. And, uh, you know, it's fairly even in terms of shots on target and stuff like that. But we had uh, we had loads of possession. <laughs> uh, we, we had 22 shots to their three. And I, it was just against Tranmere, mate. Uh, like, <laughs> you know things you can't say to people and, and that was just one of those things I was like we were playing Ipswich we were playing Tranmere yeah. this was also yeah. a one-off I'll show you this table that someone made last week that shows that we are <laughs> the yeah, best yeah, team yeah. in terms of possession and passing football it was football. those kind of stats that. when we played Wickham wasn't it uh, yeah 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 but that was different because Akin Fenwood didn't actually push in the first place he, it was just coming together he shouldn't have been booked so <laughs> come on Paul wake up <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he's he's a, he's fine. I love my father-in-law. He's brilliant. Um, Is there like the devil and an angel, Liam, on each of your shoulders? Going, Liam, <laughs> yeah. Liam, 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 and then the other going, take him, take him, take him. Uh, yeah, one of them is Simon Eastwood and the other one is Jamie Mackin. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you who's who, but I think we all know. Yeah. Um, Right. Speaking of that sort of thing, I don't know. This is is that a good link? We'll find out in a minute. Um, <laughs> the where are they now? Um, it's an interesting one this week. Simon, I will lead you to introduce it all and, and go for it. So where are they now? It's a it's a played for both and uh, go for it. Yeah, well, look, there, there, there haven't been many players who played for Accrington and Oxford, but uh, the one that kind of stood out um as a player that we all kind of loved was uh, was John Durning, who, who played quite a lot of games for us back in the day, back at the old Manor Ground, and and you know he, he came from Liverpool. Uh, never, he, I think he made the first team apart from maybe a couple of League Cup games, but uh, came to us, scored a decent amount of goals, but wasn't hugely prolific, you know, as a centre forward. But he, you know he was he was one of those sort of cult heroes with the you know the Johnny Lager nickname and it was it was I think I think he was quite well known around the bars of, uh, of Oxfordshire um, back in those days and I think that was probably the same for a lot of footballers back in those days you know they nowadays footballers are, keep themselves very healthy and and don't drink and and the vast majority really do look after themselves but I think footballers of, of that era that sort of back in the 80s and 90s were a bit more bit more social shall we say and uh, he got the, <laughs> That's yeah, one way got of putting the it. nickname Johnny Lager um but uh, yeah so he, he played for Accrington right at the end of his career um 
but it was uh, it was sort of doing a bit of research on what he's up to now, and, and what he's up to now is about two hundred hours of community service. Um, yeah, for, uh, interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Most most of it, I, it, it seems you don't want to go anywhere near his car when he's in it because everything that he's all he's been sort of um, six months suspended prison sentence for an attack on a pensioner who who drove quite close to his car apparently in a mcdonald's car park and and another one was a cyclist who who again sort of cut him up somewhere and john went after him in his car which seems to be uh, yeah i think there's there's a very much a short fuse there which i suppose anyone who, who remembers him from his time with us won't be that surprised about i don't think but um no, the interesting thing is, having seen him in a few interviews and stuff, he seems to be under the impression that Johnny Lager was a, a bit of a myth. <laughs> it's like, nah, I don't know why. I don't know why I've got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it was one of those things that you read it and you go, oh my word, I can't believe that, but I sort of can. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. You hear these things about, you know, things will happen and it'll be well, you know, the neighbours said well he was such a quiet man you know this is really out of character and it's kind of like like you say there yeah none of this this isn't really a massive surprise is it but uh, no well I think that kind of made me think about how footballers and and are now like I was saying earlier you know they, they really keep keep themselves sort of uh, fit and healthy and don't go drinking and such but I think it's also maybe the clubs have, have got an influence on that and, and with the way that our club um, are getting involved with sort of mental health issues and psychology and, and players talking to us. You know, we've got a psychologist within the club. And and whether it... I think it's a, a positive that the club are sort of showing that, that kind of duty of care towards their players and staff. That, you know, it's not just, right, what can you do for us on the football pitch? But how can we, you know... We, yeah, we'll make you better footballers and we'll try and improve you. But we'll also be caring more than more than just for you know are you fit and healthy and ready to play actually are you mentally in the right place as well and if you're not the club seem to have uh processes in place to deal with that sort of stuff and it, it it's hopefully that will that will improve our players not just as footballers but as as you know as people yeah absolutely and and not just during their career but afterwards yeah, everything know, maybe, about it. Yeah, because it, it sounds, you know, from from the news reports, it was a lot of what <coughs> happened to Durning seemed to be based on a, a breakdown of his marriage, and and it's kind of like you say, yeah, being able to deal with with issues in the future, you know, as 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 people, you know, giving coping strategies and stuff like that to to the players that are with us at the moment. I think it's a it's a positive that our you know our football club are, are very much in involved in doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think that's something that um, I, I I don't know if it's all through Robinson, but Robinson's wife is um, also like very into mental health. She's mm. a she's a, um, a mental health first aider. And um, and so if that's all come in through him, I couldn't be happier that he's here because it is vitally important. And you obviously look at it in this case with the where are they now but you look at Gaza is obviously a huge yeah. one that you can look at George Best going mm. back all these players and it's not just the huge, hugely talented um, big personalities it is so many players end yeah. up you know getting bankrupt or going off the mm. rails or having a drinking problem yeah. and you do and, see and, it quite a lot and quite a few suicides in football as well you know that, that so I can't 
you know think of names immediately but there, there was goalkeeper wasn't there Aston Villa goalkeeper I think from a few years ago and it, it, Justin Fashnew was one yeah yeah, yeah. And, a, and a lot of footballers you know from the outside it's kind of very easy to go well they're footballers what have they got to be you know depressed about they're doing something we'd always we'd all love to do and it's kind of like well yeah but they just because they're footballers they're, they're humans as well that you know they, they they suffer the same anxieties as as anyone else you know it's um I, I think I people remember, are often sorry go on I was gonna say I remember recently um a footballer who who said he he suffered more anxiety when he was fit and playing than when he was injured because when he was injured he could be in control of getting fit again and he, yeah. it, it, you know, he, it wasn't, it, there, there was at no point that he had to, he didn't have to worry for six months about the manager. Would he pick him? Would he not? Would he play well? Would he not? It was all about, right, I've only got to worry about myself now and get him fit again. And it was only when he went back to playing that the anxiety reemerged, which you would think would be the opposite way. You'd think, oh, well, if he's injured, that would be, you know, that would be a cause for, for anxiety and depression. And it wasn't, it was, it was not being able to control what the manager did, you know, he could play as well as he could, but if the manager didn't fancy playing him, nothing he could do about it. And it's, there's a lot of, lot of mental health issues around football that I think it, it, it's becoming much more talked about, which I think is a, is a great thing. Uh, two things on that sort of front. It, it's an, another thing that I think we're so grateful for Robinson um, it, it is the, the fact he seems to manage each player differently. He'll like, if you need an arm around your shoulder, he'll do that. If you need to be shouted at, he'll do that. Some managers you see have, you know, this is how they manage. And that is it. They yell Mm. at players or they're just their players, friends, or, you know, um, (laughs) we've seen both of those Mm. at Oxford. Um, But also I said it earlier on in uh, the season, if anyone is you know struggling with mental health um, issues or needs someone to talk to there are numbers out there um or you know you're not on your own if you need to drop us a direct message at the at the podcast do that like do speak to someone don't feel like you're on your own um it, it, uh, as as cheesy as it sounds <laughs> it's oxford united so mm. you know let's let's stick with that and and say if you do need someone to talk to then then drop us a direct message or whatever and and we'll help however we can like yeah. uh we're all people and and we all have those times when we do need someone to talk to so so don't feel insecure about it and and in no way is it a sign of weakness it takes real strength and courage to speak to someone so so please do that um yeah i don't know where to go with that <laughs> after that the um the other thing with that quinton stanley is obviously we yo-yoed with them that's yes the, yeah uh, that's the big stat that you know when we when we first came into the football league they dropped out and then in 2006 we swapped and you know it, it was it was only quite recently we played them in the league for the first time didn't we draw a load of the early games wasn't there a kind of point yeah. at which the, everything was level it yeah. was kind of like cracking if we, if we beat them something you know it'll be a tear a hole in the space time fabric or whatever yeah real weird balance yeah, um, I, I feel I feel odd saying Accrington Stanley without saying who are they. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. So if you're which... an Accrington fan, you must hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, Ed. <laughs> at least people have talked about them. You know, it's kind of like it could have been worse. You know, at least they're remembered for something. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but what they're remembered for is <laughs> it's not being known. Not doing it that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but you know we've 
we've played against this manager a few times now mm. and you know he does promote a very hard working solid well drilled team that can play proper football but can also do the the tougher stuff as well um so it's in no way going to be an easy game you look at where they are in the league and you go oh it shouldn't be you know it shouldn't be the hardest we've just beaten Ipswich it should be fine but it's not going to be easy is it and the rain's due to start again um again but yeah I know <laughs> I, I don't even think they're giving it a name this time it's ridiculous oh that's a shame <laughs> <Just> <laughs> although rain. it's Liam when it reaches L it's Liam so <laughs> oh, exciting right, times so yeah it will be a difficult game against Accrington but I'm optimistic. I think we're playing well. Uh, I think we've got so much confidence going into this. We've got uh, we've got you know fully fit squad almost. Um, Fraser, what's the score going to be? I'm going to be confident and say three nil Oxford. I think we're going to win comfortably. Uh, who do you reckon is going to score? I reckon Brannigan's going to get one. He's 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 knocking on the door, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Holland Taylor. I like it. I am um, curious as to why you felt you needed to say to Oxford when you said, I'm going to be positive, I'm going to say 3-0. <laughs> I assume positive in those... 3-0 yeah, was yeah. to Oxford. So, you know those modern sort of things where you say far too many words than are required? Yeah, I was, I was yeah, doing yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool. Um, Simon, what's the score going to be? Um, no, I think 2-1. I think it's going to be a tight old game, but uh, 2-1. And I think, yeah, Matty Taylor. And Jamie Mackey, I think, will get one when he comes on as a sub at the end. Ah, I like it. I like it. Uh, Paul, what do you reckon? I'm going to go for 3-1, Oxford. Oh, I caught Paul having a drink. That's what happened there. 3-1, <laughs> <laughs> Oxford. And who's going to score? Uh, I think Taylor 2 and Henry 1. Oh, OK. OK, cool. Oh, wow. People scoring more than one. I like it. Um, I am going to say 3-1. And I am going to say... Yeah, I'll back Taylor and Henry as well. And I reckon Gorin will score. He'll get off the mark. That'll be nice. We'd love yeah. to see that. He yeah. scored a good goal in the friendly, didn't he? Yeah. And and then it was like, oh, wow. He can do everything. He's going to score like... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be double figures. And they're all going to be worldies. Um, didn't happen um but yes i think it all got plenty to be pleased about we're on 51 points fraser did you say did you say 70 ish well, because the, of the... the yeah so the average on a 46 game season for the last 10 years was 73.2 so i was saying 74 so right. if you divide that number by 46 and and take or divide it by 23 and take one lot off and yeah, whatever that comes. So yeah, let, why am I saying all at seventy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, seventy. Cool. Right. Okay. So, um, seventy points. So that's nineteen to go. With how many games have we played now? Thirty-two. Twelve games. Nineteen games. Uh, nineteen. Yeah. Uh, I think that's doable. And I, I, I reckon there's a big chance that we'll be six points better off by the end of the week. Am I allowed to say that? Is that too much? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, no, you're just right. being realistic. Ooh, I like it. Another optimistic moron. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we never learn. I'm trying That's to make the up problem. for other Paul. 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. You got low stock in that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, okay. So we are going to um, play against Accrington Stanley. We'll be back to do a pod, um, both re- reviewing that game and previewing the game against uh, Southend. Um We've got to say hello to Andy, who is a sort of new Oxford United fan. I, oh, I like yeah, that, you know, exactly. people are starting to take notice of us that it, that perhaps haven't done in the past. So hello, Andy. Um, thanks for your tweet. Uh, hello, Tim, as always. Rufy Roo, Rob. I was expecting other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, Ash. cool. Yeah, Tom. Fraser's friend, Tom. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom, yeah. All, all those. Um and anyone else out there, thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.